This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe Sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better host, or if you're looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month absolutely free. And now, enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the only two-time PWG Battle of Los Angeles champion, King Ricochet, and you are listening to Busted Wide Open Podcast. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling, with your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, but but this is your first time joining the show. I'd like to welcome you to episode number 247. My name is Nick Howell. And there are zero Pauls on this show, so you know no one will ever lie to you here. I am Sir Ian Dangerous, and that was a BTE reference, and welcome to the show. That's right, we got to talk about Monday Night Raw, the fallout from the horror show that was Extreme Rules. It was kind of a horror show, so they had a lot of explaining to do. Oh, Lucy, you got some explaining to do. You got some explaining, and they did some explaining. There was some explaining, there was also some really good wrestling, actually, but we got to talk about all of that in a second, Nick. We also have to give a, a review of Impact Slammiversary, which also happened this weekend, and... Before I do the housekeeping, um, we just had a little blip. Sorry about that, guys. We'll fix that in, in post. Uh, fun fact, Ian. I watched that yes. BTE episode today, and what you, you just not? said as part of your intro was the exact comment I left on the video. You and me, right here. That's together. scary. That's really... <laughs> it is the hive mind of Busted Wide Open, ladies Jesus and gentlemen. Christ. Hey, make sure you get into our yeah. Discord. That is where all the action happens. Thanks to everybody for making it an awesome weekend across Slammiversary and Extreme Rules. All of you that watched live with us, thank you very much for all of that. And those of you that came in uh, Sunday night yeah. uh, for the uh, recap right after uh, Extreme Rules, thank you guys for making that really awesome. Uh, but make sure you get into our Discord so you can stay uh, up to date on everything that's going on all throughout the week. Uh, also, you can find us over on Facebook. Just search for Busted Wide Open. You'll like our, you can like our page and get into the discussion group with the rest of the phenomenal ones. Follow us on mm. Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. Subscribe right here on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open. And I got one more for you today, folks, because on August on Saturday, August 1st, Busted Wide Open is moving to Twitch. Ooh. When you say it in that spooky voice, it's, it makes it sound kind of scary. It's I'm not going to lie. Ominous. I need like one of those pitch shifter voice changer things, which I can Oh, I can phenomenal ones. We're <laughs> moving the show. We're going Talk to Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Busted Wide Open. I went over there today, updated all the graphics, but make sure you click over there and click the little heart. That's how you follow. I posted a, a kind of a how-to 
uh, how to interact with Twitch in our Facebook discussion group today. I'll post mm-hmm. that in Discord later tonight as well. But be on the lookout, uh, everyone, for a special live uh, sort of off-stream from me, either in the group or in Discord or both maybe, uh, to go over what the plans and what everything Nick's gonna is. Nick's going to learn you. Nick's going to learn time this you week, yeah. how to Twitch. Yeah. 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 Jesse, you guys are more familiar. Trust me, the experience is tenfold what it is here on YouTube as far as you guys getting to interact, interact. with us while we're doing the show. And that's yeah. that's really what we're we're after here. So twitch.tv slash busted wide open. Make sure you're following us over there. Um, we're still going to continue to put up content here on YouTube, so make sure you're subscribed and you got your notifications set to all. And last but certainly not least, our patrons. Thank mm. you guys so much for all of your support every single month. We love doing those bonus episodes for you guys. But, hey, yeah. you can get into other stuff like copies of the show notes, uh, the ability to ask listener questions in our patron mailbag, Skype calls, all kinds of good stuff over at patreon.com slash BWO. I took a long time on that. So we're not going to waste any more time because we have a lot to talk about. From last night's Monday Night Raw. Oh, Randy, 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 Keith, Callenback, Kennedy, Orton, you scamp. He was out here again having an unsanctioned match with the Why? big show. Is it 2006 again, Nick? He's having, he's having an unsanctioned match. 2011, 2012, when was the last time they had a feud? It's... We had an unsanctioned match between Randy Orton and The Big Show, and they built it up since last week. They've been building it up for a while in storyline because Big Show's here to avenge Edge and Christian, who were taken out by the Viper. And last night, he was finally going to set things straight and knock Randy's block clean off. (laughs) Of course, that's not what happened. Uh, First, there was some interference from Angel Garza and Andrade. They were chased off by the Viking Raiders. And then it was just down to Big Show and Randy. Yeah. Why, 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 what are the Raiders and Garza and Andrade doing? This is an unsanctioned singles match. Well, it's a, listen to what you just said. It's wrestling. People are going to get involved. Andrade and Angel have had some, they've been on Randy's side in the past. There seems to be some sort of business thing going on there. But we'll talk about them later. We're going to talk about the tag division as a whole separate thing. So we'll come back to that. Because right now, I want to talk about the ending of this match, which saw Big Show go for a Vader bomb. Onto a table Randy was lying on. Randy moves out of the way, so Big Show takes the hit on the table. And then he eats an RKO, which he kicks out of. One of only two people to kick out of the RKO RKO in years. Kicks out of the RKO. Randy then gives him a draping DDT. Another RKO for the one, two, three. Big Show is down. And the coup de grace. Randy Orton punts Big Show in the head. And then crawls up on his ear and said, I told you, another legend down. See you later, big show. So they were setting this up all this show in terms of Randy Orton saying, yes, I've lost all the friends and all the respect that I've built up over all of these years by going for edge, but it was satisfying and I would do it again in a heartbeat. I've found who I truly am. And then big show saying, going on actually a pretty long, very nice promo about how he and Randy had been through tough times together and he respected the guy but he would have to put him down now because he didn't like what he'd become. And uh, yes, he could be on his way out. And they say that, you know, uh, 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 what is it? What do he say? On the way out, you know, this might be his last match. He knows what he's in for. Uh, but he also, you know, don't back a tiger into the corner because that's when they're the, they're most dangerous. Well, he got backed in the corner. And uh, I'll just say that that uh, that bitch Carol Baskin took out that tiger. Yep. 
If we had to keep track of how many times Randy Orton and Big Show cumulatively turned face to heel (laughs) and back and forth in either way, in either direction, I I don't know that that's even possible. It'd be an interesting stat to look at, but I, I, I found it hard to care. Uh, because of really? that, uh, about all of this. And then the Raiders and Garza and Andrade show up, and I just... Interesting. Right. Actually, I had the opposite, uh, where I actually got invested in this match because of the of the acting performances, the promos cut, by Randy and Big Show. I was like, all right, I, I'm invested. And then they went and had a very well-worked match. Randy Orton was selling like he was Dolph Ziggler to a guy bigger than him. And I, he said in the past he doesn't like working with Big Show because he can't do his normal stuff. He likes being the big guy. So he's not used to this. But he went out and had a great match. This was a good match. It was a solid match. It told a great story. Uh, and I feel like we've come to the ending of it. All right, cool. And they held this off. This was going to be on the pay-per-view. And they held it back for this Raw to draw viewers. Here's the thing, Nick. I liked it. I was engaged. But apparently a lot more people were where you were. It was the lowest rated segment in terms of viewership in 27 years of Raw. In that, in the eighteen to forty nine demo, it wow. just absolutely just plummeted in that third hour for this wow. match. Um, and this is for a match that was hyped all week. It's been building for a while. It's an engaging storyline, but nobody watched it. Nothing opposing the show. There was no NBA, nothing. So no cannonball from Miz. Ooh, ooh, no. Mm. This this was this was running virtually unopposed. For its for you know sports TV essentially. So Kyle with five bucks in the super chat already. Thanks Thank for you. us off, Kyle. I appreciate Thank you, Kyle. that. Uh, one thing I have to appreciate on Raw the last few weeks is the de- is the development of interconnected relationships and using them for match storytelling. Yeah, I agree with you there, but it, it just it's not delivering anything ultimately with any kind of stakes other than the 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 survival or not of those relationships and, and that's to, not yeah. enough to sustain it really no you're totally right i feel like some of it seems arbitrary where exactly. we don't have a rationale it just seems to be just remember there. that I thing like, you did to me 15 years ago well i didn't like that so let's have an unsanctioned i like you know? that i like yeah i like history but when andrade and and angel garza seem to be on randy's side and they're not on randy's side we don't have any consistent explanation for why they're doing what they're doing or or even what's going on with their dynamic, it seems to go back and forth every week, it runs the risk because we anyone who's been watching wrestling for a while has been dealing with hot and cold booking and stop-start booking for years and years and years. It rings out to us as them not knowing what they're doing again, not that there's some grander plan. So again, that's that I think more than anything is the danger here. And also I got to throw some love to Will in the chat who mentioned that Big Show did do a goddamn spear <laughs> in this match. And that was I. First of all, I popped. How is Randy Orton's spine still intact? Yeah, I'm not. I don't like spears t- typically as a move. I hate them as finishers. Most people can't do them. Um, but when someone like Big Show spears somebody and it looks like he just breaks them in half, I'm not gonna lie. I popped for it, and it was in storyline a good little shout out to Edge. I'm here for Edge. This is one of the sure. reasons why I'm here. So good stuff. But again, not enough. And there was something missing. Obviously, it's not connecting. Um, they're relying on these older talents in these programs, and you've got so many young people running around there that could be getting elevated right yeah. now. So with that being said, where does Randy go now? It seems to have he has an alliance with Andrade and Angel, two younger guys. The Viking Raiders seem to be involved in that somehow. Where does Randy pivot to now that this, this with Big Show seems to be done? Where does he go? 
I, I had hopes that we were going to send him up for Drew McIntyre for SummerSlam, but it looks like we're doing we're still doing the Dolph thing. We'll talk about that in a minute. Well, let's talk about it right now. Let's, uh, I mean, that the, was the that last was thing the I wanted to say, real quick, yeah. based on what with this conversation and Kyle putting that in there and all that, is that it was alleged that yet again Vince is back to old Vince and he's tearing up shows, and they were writing this hours before. End. Yeah, uh, literally right before going on air, finishing it up. So. What I, it shows in the product when they do that. Yes. And we've had some really decent Raws, some really good Raws in the last couple of months that have le- that led us to whatever that was on Sunday that we watched. But when it happens, you can. I've gotten to the point where I can almost tell. I'm like, I, I bet Vince wrote this. <laughs> I bet this was right the last before the show. show. Yeah. yeah. Quick, okay. Quick, have the have the have Andrade Angel run out there in the middle of the match. It'll be great. Yeah, good shit, yeah. bro. Oh, and then, then we could send the Viking Raiders out to, to yeah. shoot them away. Yeah, exactly. let's do that. Yeah, it just seems Pr- arbitrary. Pritchard's got to be back it there is. going, Jesus Christ. Because it is arbitrary. <laughs> no, Pritchard's been around since the 90s. He's, he's seen this before. He's not At, this, at no point is he going to go, I can't believe what you're doing, Vince. So, uh, so all right. We had hoped that Randy was going to be going for Drew at SummerSlam. That was still the rumor. And it could still happen, Nick. It could because, still happen. Because Drew came out to talk about beating Dolph Ziggler at the horror show that was Extreme Rules in a very tough match that apparently made him feel like he had fallen down a flight of stairs. Uh, barely pulled it out. Dolph Ziggler had no rules. Drew had all the rules. But yet, he was able to put down Dolph Ziggler. So he comes out of the ring and says, I'm looking forward to a worthy opponent at SummerSlam. So are we, Drew. So are we. But then, to interrupt him, out comes Dolph Ziggler again to say, no, I want one more match. You I owe, I, you owe me. I deserve one more match, Drew. And Drew just says, no, dude, you don't. Leave me alone. I'm out of here. I'm done. Like, since you won't leave me, keep bugging me, I'm just going to leave. And when Dolph wouldn't let him, he just headbutted him to the ground and started to walk away, which is kind of how I think we all felt. It was like, oh, God, not more Dolph. Piss but then, off. <laughs> bugger off. Uh, but then Dolph stops Drew in his tracks on the ramp by saying, I'll give you any stipulation you want. Just give me one more match. And Drew stops and goes, ah, really? I get to pick the stipulation this time? And Dolph, yes, anything. All right, you have a match. You, you know what, Dolph? You got me. Fine. We're going to have a match. And it turns out it's going to be next week. And Drew will pick the stipulation. He also said, I'm going to do to you, Dolph, what you did to me, which is I'm going to wait till the bell to tell you what the stipulation is going to be. Well, we won't have to wait that long. It's going to be in one week. We'll find out what this is. Um, so if Drew shuts down Dolph then there's still plenty of time for him to get to SummerSlam with yeah. Randy. So there that is. What do you think this stipulation is going to be? Does this, is this engaging at all? Is this, is this worth drawing this out an extra week? Is that going to bring more eyes to the product by having more Dolph Ziggler, even if there is that, oh, what's, what's Drew going to pick aspect to it? No. <laughs> Nobody cares. Oof. Uh, prove me wrong, chat. Who, who is interested in a rematch... Between Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. Even with that stipulation hanging out there. like Because I, I have to admit, I was rolling my eyes when the segment started. I like the fact that Drew at least treated Dolph the way we all kind of feel about this. Um, and, let, and let's be clear, Nick. Their chemistry is wonderful. The two of them have great chemistry. The match itself on Sunday was really, really well worked. It was good. Um, 
But yeah, you're right. It's a filler feud. It's not that interesting. Does that little twist, though, do you think it might be Dolph says, or sorry, Drew says, your career's on the line. You can never challenge me again. You have to leave me alone forever or something along those lines where like we could actually put like a hard stop to it. Would that would that improve things or would it just be like, okay, finally we're done? No, it's it's gonna be something stupid, like a it's gonna be a <laughs> oh, it's gonna we can use it's gonna be a no DQ, a last man standing match or something like Right. It's you know, and it, listen, this is what I said on the recap for Extreme Rules. I don't want to see Drew McIntyre on the ropes for nine minute and f- nine minutes and fifty eight seconds, and then in the last two seconds hit a lightning claymore out of nowhere, mm. and it and the match is over. Like I don't want to see this big hulking Scottish giant be put on the ropes by a little five ten cruiserweight. Right. You know what I mean? And, and Which th- I want to see Drew just that, being yeah. dominant, just being massive, being insurmountable. Right. The That's problem the there, you no, know, and this is the problem, is that as, as we mentioned in our in our show uh, on Sunday, is that that's it's WWE's like favorite trope to go back to is their dominant, massive babyface champion somehow being an underdog, and that's just an obnoxious story. This it's the a, same it, critique it works, I had for Roman Reigns two or three years ago. Of course, and Cena yeah. before him. Yeah. The odds are stacked against them. How will they ever survive? This even Stone Cold, they would do that all the time with him. Whereas the odds are stacked against Stone Cold. The difference is, is when you have Stone Cold facing Undertaker and Kane, that's a le- he's legitimately an underdog. That's a that's a le- you legitimately worry for him. Drew, Dolph, come on. Bobby Lashley, you think, uh, the way that they've built him now, you think, okay, that's a legitimate opponent. Randy Orton would be a legitimate opponent for Drew McIntyre right now. So you Mm -hmm. may get your wish if they go that direction, which we hope they will. Someone who's been an opponent for Drew in the past and was obviously not on his level is Seth Rollins, who just came off one of the dumbest matches I've ever seen. Uh, But really quick, Kyle in the Super Chats with five bucks. Thank Thank you very much, sir. He says, if it's not, if Dolph loses, he leaves Raw then he doesn't care. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same way. It was like, it's you've got to have something where there's consequences for Dolph being an obnoxious jackass. So. And you said something a minute ago. Thank you, Kyle, by the way. Thank you. Um, if you said something a minute ago and it triggered a, a, a memory of something I'd like to show the live viewers right now for, for, the, for the viewers at home. And in case you didn't see the video. Uh-oh. Uh, Uh-oh. What? Oh, no. Nick, what do you have back there? What are you grabbing? I received another batch of memorabilia. And thank you, Art, for, for all of your contributions. Uh, I received a signed Stone Cold portrait. Okay. From January 1999. This was at the Thomas and Mack Center, which I found out is the campus of UNLV. Uh, and it was so right before that year they had um, Royal Rumble in Anaheim. So it must have been at a Raw or something before. But he signed it right here. You can see it. It says Austin 316, and it's it's just fantastic. Working okay. on getting a frame for it, but uh, that's are this you just probably, like are you just showing off now? Is that what this I'm is? I'm not showing or? off. I wanted to share this with people. It's a really cool piece of signed memorabilia. What does this it's have not, to do with the show? It's not a flex. It's a that's what? a full on flex. That's a full on flex. You're flexing. Never mind. Carry on. You're flexing. I wanted, right. I wanted to you're share. You're flexing a piece harder than Stone Stone and memorabilia. Flexing harder than Stone Cold is in that in that, in that photo. Fine. That's a full-on flex. You're, you're I'll, flexing I'll edit our that entire, out later. Don't worry about you're it. You guys our entire audience. You're flexing on our entire audience right now. You're no, coming in the you. middle of the show. We're <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I have a sign McFoley behind me, so there. Stone Cold! Stone Cold! 
Anyway, back to the show. Uh, so, <laughs> so Seth Rollins, and I know you, you won't edit that out. You'll leave that right in there for everyone to, to, just to, just to gloat. Yep. Seth Rollins coming off of, quote unquote, pulling out Rey Mysterio's eye uh, with, with, this, with the edge of some metal stairs, which is, I don't think, how eye extractions work. But hey, what do I know? I've never actually extracted an eye in my life. Seth Rollins comes out to say, you all made me do it. It's not my fault. You guys made me do it. You wanted me to be your Monday Night Messiah. Ray pushed me to this point, and you guys all cheered me on. So it's that's on Ray losing the eye. I'm not a bad guy. I just want to do everything for the greater good. Hey, hey, Seth. <laughs> we haven't been in attendance for like five months, dude. <laughs> right. It was all Ray's idea. All these NXT people, it's their fault. (laughs) (laughs) Zia Lee. It's Zia Lee's fault. Zia Lee and Rick Bugenhagen going, (laughs) Yeah, it's their fault. Uh, All right, fine. So he's doing doing the delusional heel thing. It was a great promo. It was, you know, just fine. He's doing doing fantastic heel work. I'm not mad at it. He said, there's no one left to oppose me. And out comes Aleister Black. And they have a match. Which, of course, uh, lots of interference by Murphy. Could, Black couldn't even get to the ring without Murphy, and he tussling on the outside. Black finally lays him out. We actually have a match with Seth, which Murphy gets involved in a little bit, but ultimately it comes down to Alistair getting his arm injured and Seth targeting it for the entire match. Wrestling 101, but a absolutely fantastically worked match from these two. Yep. Not surprising again, but ultimately, due to the injured arm and a little bit of skullduggery from Murphy, but mostly the injured arm, Seth stomps Alistair, one, two, three, gets the win. Even though Alistair looked dominant for a lot of this match, Seth pulls out the clean, relatively clean win on Alistair. And as he and Murphy walk away, they realize, no, let's go back and beat him down. They beat the absolute crap out of Alistair, tell him no one's going to come save you because apparently Humberto Carrillo has vanished. (laughs) And I leave Alistair lying uh, broken. They stomp on his arm and they they take the... uh, the, the cover from the table, and they put that over his arm. They stomp on that. So Alistair, his arm is trashed. He's left lying. Uh, should we be disappointed? Because a lot of people, right, when Raw was going on, Twitter blew up. How dare you pin Alistair Black after only losing in one match in the last year? He was on an undefeated streak, only lost to AJ Styles, I think, right before WrestleMania. How dare you have Alistair go out like this? How did you feel about this loss? I feel like Alistair should have won. Mm. In how would that have helped? Seth? How would it have helped? How would it have helped Alistair? So I, I, I think it would have. I think we're leading to Seth Alistair next. It feels okay. kind of. Uh, that's my hope, at least. I would, I would love to see those two and Murphy floating. We get more Murphy and Alistair Black matches along the way, uh, with some skullduggery happening throughout. You know, if if we end up with Seth Rollins versus Alistair Black at SummerSlam, not mad at it. Nope. Uh, but I feel, but I agree with the, the people you were referring to that were upset about it. In that you needed to keep Alistair hot here. Seth can take a loss. Seth but, just beat Rey Mysterio. He's okay. Okay. See, whereas I would argue, conversely, if I may, that this is this is a way to make Alistair hot because by losing, you have given him something to fight for. He was he was injured. He lost. Seth proved his dominance. Now Seth is the is the guy to beat in this feud. He's coming out of Ray. He looked. I mean, he puked at the end of that match, right? <laughs> so let's 
I mean, let's just, let's just I puke not, too because I, I can't see anybody puke just, uh, and not puke myself. So I'm I'm a reactionary puker. So when and they kept showing it on the replays, I'm like, stop it! <laughs> and they even at the beginning of Raw, they had to show it all. <laughs> uh, yeah, they had to, okay. Well, you doing it. it now is not helping anybody either. <laughs> but the thing is, Seth didn't look strong after that match. He looked strong here. He looked like a dominant force on Raw. Someone needs to be taken out. And there was no one to help Alistair. Alistair looked like he was all on his own. And if it's going to turn into Alistair versus Seth, if you have Seth established as a dominant, like, again, what do we always say in the show, Nick? If you're going to have a baby face fighting upwards against a dragon, you got to make the dragon look strong. Yeah. Now Seth looks strong. He looks like he can That's beat fair. Alistair and beat him down. Alistair now has a place to go to get back where he was. Yeah. So as much as it sucks that, yes, he ate the pin, go look at the match. Alistair was looking like a beast for most of this match. And not like not just that he was getting a lot of the offense, he made himself look like a beast. And as That's they fair. said on the commentary, you know, he was game, he tried his best, Seth just overwhelmed him. So now we have a place to go. Now, well, I could change all of this is, next week. Yeah. Where do you go from an eye, eye for an eye match? Hopefully somewhere else. <laughs> Hopefully somewhere without eyes. Can we throw out some love to whoever, whatever scamp in that NXT crowd screamed out when Dolph Ziggler was saying, you know, you get to pick oh, the stipulation, yeah. and Drew goes, what, what should I pick? And somebody in the crowd goes, eye for an eye. I want to give them a medal. <laughs> give that person Kurt Angle's gold medals. Uh, but here we are, and now we're gonna, going into another feud. If it's just Seth and Alistair in a straight-up match, but you do it in a paper, like you build it up, make it a pay-per-view quality level, maybe make it no holds barred, whatever. Let's see it. We, we got about Seth, five, six weeks or so to go yeah. till SummerSlam. I mean, you Seth, could have a series of matches end up in a cell at uh, or a steel cage at SummerSlam with uh, Alistair Black and and Seth Rollins. Are you kidding yeah. me? Seth yes. is a messianic leader with one follower. He we he can't keep. <laughs> You can't keep sustaining these big convoluted feuds with multiple guys in it when he's only got one guy to get his back. Now, if you have one guy like Alistair, who's a strong babyface, against these two heels with, with God delusions, okay, now you have a feud. So if this is the beginning of that, great. Like I said, though, next week, if that's not it, Alistair's just gone back to mid-card land, you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be pissed about this. Yeah, But I'm still in a wait and see. I'm wait and see. Could but this I, also be a thing where Alistair Black is the, the the dare I say crucifixion, the one that makes the big sacrifice, sacrifice. The, the 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 one that sort of goes down and then rises as as something bigger, you know, not a phoenix sort of story, but a, a something bigger than you know, bigger than life. Is this if, the big if, push that Alistair might need off the back of this feud? If he beats Seth Rollins in this feud, this will elevate him. And if Randy does win at SummerSlam, he'd be a good first contender for Randy Orton. Yeah. Someone who, who then just got elevated. So, that, yeah, he's in a position now where even though he lost here, there's still a lot of places you could go with him. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see come SummerSlam, Nick. We'll see come next week. Uh, I personally am looking forward, given the damage done to it uh, this week, for an arm for an arm match at SummerSlam. Yes. If One, somebody someone pulled, will if somebody yeah. gets their arm pulled off, I am going to lose it. The I, only I way you can win it back. is by extracting the arm from the socket. Oh god. 
Good and they had such a perfect opportunity too, with Ray being masked. He he, they could have just attached something. <laughs> oh and God! It, Don't try it to hanging out. This. What what was with the ping pong the ball between the fingers? The concept of the match was stupid from the get go. Don't try to defend it. Lazy. It's just lazy. That's <laughs> all it is. Well, you know what else is lazy was that finish to the Sasha and Oscar match, which just seemed to come out of nowhere. It's, and from all reports, it was a last-minute decision by Vince McMahon to have that finish, uh, which is probably why it felt so silly, frankly. Yeah. But what everyone was waiting for this Monday, more than anything else that we've talked about so far, was for an explanation. Was Sasha officially the Raw champion? Is Asuka still the champion? If Sasha's the champion, how? They did and not the announce was, her at the top of the ramp as nope. the Raw Women's Champion. They made it clear fairly fairly early on that she was not officially the Raw champ, but we didn't know if it was going to be made official during the show. She came out to the ring with Bailey to declare herself the Raw champ. Look, I've got the belt. I must be the champ. And Asuka and Kyrie Sane came out. Kyrie had a match with Bailey later on, but so this set that up as well. But Oscar came out to say, you're not the champ. You weren't ready for me. Give me back my damn belt, you thief. And Sasha said, I'm not a thief. Bailey was there. You took out the ref. Someone had to officiate, so Bailey did. Which is not, I mean, not a terrible point. Hashtag WWE logic. It makes sense, right? Yeah, right. In, in WWE's world, yeah, because uh, there was no other ref in the back. So Bailey, okay. <laughs> Luckily, we did actually have an authority figure show up in the form of a videotaped message from Stephanie McMahon. Who pops up to say, hey, ladies, don't forget I'm the number one woman around here. No one can ever get over me. I'm going to make you all look like idiots, which is what I do when I show up on TV. But I'm also going to say, Sasha, you're not the champ. But then again, Asuka, you're not the champ either. We're going to find out next week in a match between Asuka and Sasha who is the real champ. And this match will be title changes hands no matter what. Like pinfall, submission, countout, disqualification. It no all, champion's advantage. No None champion's advantage. Which is, let's take a step back here. Asuka technically should still be the champ. Yeah. Isn't that actually like a worse stipulation for her? Yes. <laughs> like she had a champion's advantage. Now there's no champion's advantage. Is Asuka going to have another one-week title reign on her, on her resume? <laughs> Maybe. Well, it's not that she didn't lose it, per se, at the event. Well, so, fair. More fair. WWE logic here, uh, but we are getting this rematch. Sasha is not officially the champion, and an authority figure stepped in to explain it, which is kind of what we said they were going to have to do after the show on Sunday. Just, just like, otherwise, you know, who's running this monkey show? When someone appeared, could just throw on, throw on a ref's uniform. She appeared as if she was the Wizard of Oz in a <laughs> being projected into a cloud of smoke. <laughs> that camera angle that they had looking up, going, ladies, ladies. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like the opposite of the MySpace angle. It's like, it was like from below, like, yeah. <laughs> it's the Wizard of Oz. It was totally <laughs> the Stephanie of Oz. Yes. Don't look at the woman behind Where's that she character. been, by the way? I don't know, but go back there, please. Uh, Kyle, uh, with another five bucks in the super chat. Thank you, sir. Uh, this title stunt has only made me more upset because it basically cost us a Kyrie versus Oscar farewell match, based off of last week's Raw talk. Yeah, I yep. listen. Uh, we we still got the other one to talk about, but um, or no, that was the one we were talking about. Let's talk about it now. Let's talk yeah, about let's Kyrie talk about, versus. Yeah. Let's talk about yeah. Kyrie versus Bailey. The match of the show, by the way. Holy crap! This was a great match. 
holy crap. Yeah. We've and by the way, we finally got the Kyrie Sane we always should have had on the main roster. Yep. Babyface, underdog, badass, Joshi wrestler Kyrie Sane showed up. And she and Bailey tore it up. Absolutely outstanding match. And the ending swerved me. They got me. Because I was, you know, right now the rumor is Kyrie Sane's done with WWE. Uh, leaving on good terms, going back to be with her husband in Japan, uh, wrapping things up. They were speculating she'd be done around SummerSlam, but this might be her last Raw match. In fact, most people are saying it probably is her last yeah. match uh, outside of possibly a pay-per-view match or something. Um, or she might, this might be it. She might be done. Yeah, this is it. She just had her best main roster match on her way out the door. And because she was going to the door, I thought she was going to drop this match to Bailey. So I, I only got invested because the wrestling was so good. At the end, Kyrie goes for the insane elbow. Bailey gets a foot on the ropes. And then, of course, I, I was like, oh, well, fate complete. Bailey's going up for a, a top rope elbow drop of her own, which, man, never follow Kyrie's elbow drop, Bailey. Don't ever follow Kyrie's no. elbow drop. Bailey does an elbow drop, comes down. Kyrie saying kicks out. Bailey gets up and ha ha laughs, gets Kyrie in the hug for the Bailey to belly. Kyrie shifts her weight, wraps her legs around, rolls up Bailey for the one, two, three, and gets the win. I popped. I didn't see that coming. Kyrie saying gets an awesome baby face win over Bailey on her way out, ostensibly out the door in a fantastic match, Nick. What did you think about all of this? Uh, I'm a little distracted right now because Dubstep oh. Rob just bought a warehouse full of BWO merch, but I'll get to that in just a second. Um, <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Damn. Thanks, Rob. Uh, the, I, I, I agree. I thought this you, traditional tradition is tradition. You go out on your back and all of that kind of good stuff, and we wish her all the best. And uh, But it, are we getting worked here? Is she sticking around? Are we going to get uh, Oscar? Are we going to get Kabuki's for the tag championships again? Uh, I, I, pretty much everybody's. <laughs> I mean, everybody's account right now. It's not even like pure. It's not even speculation anymore. It feels pretty confirmed that what we just watched last night was Kyrie Sane's last match in WWE. So this kind of throws a curveball. I mean, is it is it take is it give one to Kyrie on her way out? Yeah, that's it seemed like a little not a respect. Not how that's we nice. do things in wrestling, though. So well, uh, not always. It doesn't. Not everything has to be the same all the time, Nick. It was surprising. It was nice. It felt good. I was a little like, oh, <laughs> little Kyrie, that was awesome. I dug it. It's one of the highlights of Raw for me, uh, and it definitely makes me wonder, like, if they have anything future planned for for Kyrie, if there's an open door for her to come back, or if they have more planned between now and SummerSlam. Or if they somehow convince her to stick around, you know, this is—it's all speculation based on rumors that that Uncle Dave or or Wade Keller or whoever heard from their sources backstage. It's it's so, not even that. It's all of the wrestlers on social media saying farewell. Mm, so that's why I'm which saying could be it, a work. Sure, trust that. Sure. <laughs> uh, Dubstep Rob uh, just bought. Strap, strap in, folks. A BWO logo hoodie, the old OG throwback logo, the old scratchy oh, logo. Uh, a BWO yeah. logo sticker, a BWO Lord. logo T-shirt, and a "Put It in My Eye Holes" T-shirt uh, with Nick Howell on it. Good my Lord, goodness, Rob. Rob! Thank you very much yes, for the haul, sir. I, I, I'm hearing really good things about the merch from this vendor too. So I, awesome. I hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, uh, thank you so much, Rob. Really thank appreciate that. Oh yeah, Rob. Thank you. Oh. Um. So one last thing to end the segment up here. 
watching these matches, watching all this go down in the back, Shayna Baszler, who when asked why she was watching, she said, why does a shark wash the minnows that flow by? Just checking on the prey. Uh, she said, I should be out there right now. Uh, initially, reports are initially that Asuka's challenger for SummerSlam is going to be Natalia. Looks like that's right. been shifted now to Shayna Baszler. But the question is, will it be for the title or not? So that's going to be determined next week when Asuka faces Sasha for that title. Will there be one week of having Sasha and Bailey hold all the gold? And then we go back to them you know, figuring out uh, how they're going to get to Sasha versus Bailey. And Asuka retains the title and then goes into a feud with Shayna Baszler, which I'd be down with that. Uh, or does Sasha pick it up and we just get um, a, 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 we get a program between Asuka and Shayna just because? Uh, if I was booking this myself, I would have them drop the tag titles to the Iconics first. What? Where did that have to... Huh? What? Listen, ha have them have all the gold for a week or two. But I, I like the duo of Bailey and Sasha with singles titles and everybody fighting for them. Having the tag titles too, it makes the tag titles feel less important. And I think that's a disservice to the tag titles. So I want to get them off of Bailey and Sasha while they're doing this stuff. And let some let somebody else have the tag titles for the time being. I think it makes more sense to have them start a feud with each other while still being tag team partners, and then drop it in the middle of that, and then have the tag division go off on its own. Having the tag titles around their waist puts more gold on them, which gives them more importance, which is the theory right now. Yeah, I just feel like it underman undermines the tag titles all over again, and we we care less about it because there's bigger, better gold. Mm, uh. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I, I agree with you in the sense that yes, the tag titles are there just to be su like supporting the image of them. I don't think it lessens the tag titles. They are the top women in the company right now. So anyone who takes it off of them immediately looks better by comparison. Sure. So the same thing goes for the U.S. title, which is currently contended. It is contested, disputed. and it is, there's there's more than one. It's disputed, Nick. It is not undisputed. It is disputed. MVP declared himself the new U.S. champion, because he's got a nice new belt made. And he said that Apollo Crews is unable to defend it at uh, Extreme Rules because apparently the full Nelson that Bobby Lashley put him in, put him out of commission, injured him. <coughs> COVID-19. Right. But apparently he wasn't, allowed, he wasn't allowed by backstage to compete. So MVP is now calling himself the new U.S. champ. And he's backstage gloating about it with Bobby Lashley. When up walks R-Truth, and he says, hey, R-Truth, why, I, I would like the 24-7 champion to meet me out in the middle of the ring. And Arthur says, I'm not going out there. You guys are going to beat me up again. And MVP says, I don't, think you hurt, man. I don't think you understand. I wasn't talking to you. And out of nowhere, R-Truth gets taken out, rolled up, and loses his championship to none other than Shelton, Shelton Benjamin. Benjamin. Oh, my goodness. What? And then the three of them go out to the ring to present themselves to the crowd as a new faction temporarily called the Hurt Business. Now, the great thing about all this, Nick, was that it started off with Ron Simmons telling MVP and Lashley, hey, guys, I don't, I, I don't like how you're doing things. Maybe try doing things a little differently. And that was interesting. Apparently, Ron Simmons was originally brought in to have more of an obvious reference to Nation of Domination and that this was kind of a new version of that. But apparently, they scrapped that at the last minute for whatever reason and just had Ron Simmons there almost as a subtle torch passing. So given that you've got Shelton, Lashley, and MVP now as a faction, and they ended up having a match with 
some other guys we'll talk about in a second. What do you think of them as a new quote-unquote nation of domination without being anything to do with nation of domination? I'm, 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 if, they, if they call the faction the Hurt Business, I'm in. I'm all in. And, and frankly, it's the best thing going on Raw right now. It's one of them. It's my favorite thing. MVP is my favorite thing to look forward to. And if, and if you had told me that back in January before the Royal Rumble, that, hey, Nick, Nick, wait about six months and your favorite thing on Raw, get this, MVP's back. <laughs> what? <laughs> At the Royal Rumble, if you told me that my favorite thing in July was going to be MVP, I would have told you you were a stark You're liar. Goddamn mind. <laughs> but here we are, and it's great, and it's and it's engaging, and these guys look legitimate as hell. Uh, even Shelton with the 24-7 Tampa championship, it's still like he makes that thing. You, oh, okay, well, he's got a belt. It's a crappy belt, but it's a belt. It's something. Fun and there's fact, not a whole lot of belts on Raw anymore. Fun fact, I have not verified this yet, but I saw a post on it. It's alleged that that's the first time Shelton Benjamin has won on Monday Night Raw since 2006. Yeah, which I believe is true. And it, but the, the funny thing was, it wasn't even a match. He just, you know, pinned right. the guy. <laughs> but it's mostly because he was been on SmackDown. A wild John Cone appears in right. <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> they dragged him out. Right. <laughs> it, was like, it was like Lashley pulled him out of his pocket. Just, right. Just carries a John Cone in his pocket for special <laughs> occasions. Just in case. You never know. You never know when you might need a John Cone. Right. Whoop, there he is. So, all right. These guys are a great new faction. Loving it. Um, I, I was thinking they might do something like just call it The Nation or something like that. And they may still, we may be getting swerved on this, and the Hurt Business isn't the actual Nation of Domination, but they're doing a face version. Apollo says he wants to do a face version of it. And if you think about what we have on the other side of this, you've got coming out to face Lashley and Shelton and MVP. You had... Ricochet and Cedric Alexander coming out to say, hey, we're going to take you guys on. And, of course, MVP says, there's only two of you, there's three of us, so pick any two of us, you can have a match. Ricochet and, uh, and Cedric go, uh-uh-uh, we do have somebody, check it out. And out comes Mustafa Ali. I, I think so it's now just Ali now. It's, he said Mustafa Ali when he's introducing him, so who am I to tell him he's wrong? Fair enough. Fair enough. Mustafa Ali comes out. He's back. He's looking jacked, baby. Uh, he's been doing the reps. He's been off TV for seven freaking months, and he's been pissed off about it. And I can't say as I blame him. He, I, You know, the hacker gimmick went bye-bye on him. Now he's on Raw. Uh, so you've got these three guys, and they end up having a just an absolute baller match with, uh, with the Hurt Business. But then Apollo as well. That's four guys. What if you've got the Hurt Business and opposing them is the new nation? Which would make sense because remember what Apollo Crews' indie name one was Uha Nation. Interesting. So the new, the new nation with Ricochet, Cedric, Apollo Crews, and Ali. Even throw and some Street Profits faction. in there if you want to. Yeah, well, the, or whatever. Have the Viking Raiders join them. Have who's, who's out there who's not doing anything. Have, a, have Alistair Black join them if, he, if he's not in a, a feud with Seth. Whatever. He can pretend he's Crush. Yeah, I mean, Owen Hart was even in the Nation of Domination at a certain point, wasn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, sure. So, I mean, why not? Yeah. So, uh, there's, a, there's a couple of different ways this could go. Either way, I'm loving the dynamics we have here. You've got the, the, the smaller flyer guys versus the big powerhouses, and it made for a really awesome match. It made for a very fun match. Uh, uh, the dynamics worked beautifully. And also, it's just great to see Shelton back on TV doing awesome stuff. People used to think he was a flyer, and now he's in there with guys like Ricochet and Ali and Cedric. And it's like, oh, right. 
Shelton's a big boy. No, that that's one of the best Matt wrestlers in NCAA collegiate history. Is right. what you're looking at. <laughs> that's that's Minnesota not a flyer. Crew, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm listen. My take on this is, uh, let go of the wheel, sit back and wait, enjoy your popcorn because this is getting ready to get really good. We're, 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 we're just introducing new guys. And the day oh. that for, that Ron Simmons comes out with his, his hat on his beanie again, uh, imagine if he went back to, to that Farouk, but Matt, it was a face. Now. So what we're, what are we seeing over on AEW a lot? We saw Vicky Guerrero come out. We've got sure. managers everywhere. What MVP, Farouk, technically, he's a working man. So you've got but, MVP, but he yeah. works. What if you Farouk came back as Farouk? For as the a, new nation. For the, the new nation with the faces. to run the new yeah. nation. I, I love the idea. I hope they run with that. They do yeah. listen, so maybe they'll, they'll, pitch this, they'll pitch this idea and pinch it, and I'm not mad at that. Simmons was there. He was talking to the Viking Raiders, saying he loved what they did. Yep. So... Kyle was, with another five bucks on. in the Super Chat. Thank you very much, Thank man. Thank you, dude. Come on, Honestly, awesome. my greatest hope is that WWE pulls a new Japan with the Hurt Business and make it cross-brand like Hurt Business NXT led by Thatcher. Mm, Dude. See, you're still you on know, my Thatcher train. I love it. Well, I'm just I'm on the train of cross-brand factions where the actual wrestlers are locked, locked on a brand, but like the, the actual faction crosses over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, and then yeah. at pay-per-views, you could have the faction actually coming out to help each other. That's something that they do in New Japan that is really fantastic, is the big factions and everyone's aligned. And it's like having gangs and clubs. Like, it's cool. It creates new dynamics. It creates another level of dynamics that exists just beyond the individual feuds. So, yeah, I would love that. I don't think WWE's changing. It stripes on that anytime soon, no. though, <laughs> unfortunately. So here we have the six-man. It's a great match. Uh, ultimately, uh, Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali, Mustafa Ali gets the pin after a 450 splash on MVP. So he picks up the nice win as he's coming back. Very much looking forward to seeing what's going uh, on with this feud in the future. Apollo coming back, what that means, if they're going to take the title off of him um, and, and kind of depower him from Paul Heyman or what the plan is. So very much lots of intriguing stuff here. Uh, I'm just worried that they're going to drop, like, as much as we're sitting here going, all the possibilities, the things that could happen, is that this is going to end up like where Angel Garza and Austin Theory and Andrade were two months ago, where they're all over Raw, they're doing all kinds of stuff, they're hot as hell, and then just, just falls apart. Mm. So I am, I'm, very, I'm very much wondering, I, if Apollo's been falling out of favor, that could take his center out of this and... It could just be a mess. Oh wow! But you mentioned in, in the chat real quick, uh, Brad, she good Brad Shepard, not Ringside News, Brad Shepard. Uh, my best friend in high school wrestled Shelton Benjamin in our regional tournament. He lost to Shelton on points. One of uh, his only three losses of the year. Shelton was unbelievable Damn. in high school as well. That's yeah, <sighs> cool story. Yeah, that is a that is a really cool. I would have. I, I can't imagine what now, having a wrestler like a Shelton Benjamin and on a high school you know amateur wrestling team would have been like. Like I would have just given up. Rockets. <laughs> Everybody buy him stakes. Right. That's that's Send like that being on Team USA team. with Simone Biles. It's like, just like, all right, yep, we're <laughs> we're just here to be your cheerleader. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Everyone's hanging out with with Bobby Lashley. We're like, we're here with him. Yeah. He's like, I've got John Cone in my pocket. All right. So the next up, we've got you mentioned the Street Profits. They had a match against Andrade and Angel Garza. It was a non-title match. So it just kind of existed. There was no real reason for it to exist other than they had some beef stemming back from a few weeks ago. But then they come out and have a great match, including a finish that saw Montez Ford 
nearly go through the damn roof on a frog splash that he turned his body nearly 180 degrees on to, to, to get the right angle to pin Angel Garza. Um, okay, we'll talk about the dynamics of the match later. I, I got to talk about this frog splash, Nick. Have you ever seen a better frog splash in your life? No. And I'm, I'm throwing in Eddie Guerrero, RVD, like some of the great frog splashers of all time. What? What was this? Not only was it the highest one I've ever seen, but uh, complete rotation, 180 degrees. To, and to came land. down perfectly. Yeah. Right it on might, the target. I, I know recency bias, all of that. Um, everybody, jump in. Come to our Facebook discussion group and post if you've ever seen a better frog splash. If you have video of that frog splash, please put it in there. I've seen RVD hit some absolutely gnarly ones where he did some big body rotations as well. He'd be the closest I could think of. Eddie has had like probably the greatest actually, like, you know, between the legs frog action. Leo Rush had some decent ones. I want to throw Leo that, Rush that one. had some his, good ones. His crazy split that he does. Um, yeah. That, his are pretty nice, but good. Nothing like this. Holy crap. Yeah. I mean, we always talk about how, you know, when you talk about elbow drops, right? Everyone, Macho Man, right? Yeah. Kyrie Sane has a better elbow drop than Macho Man. Macho Man's just legendary. It's iconic. The way she Kyrie's kicks elbow her feet out is, like that is what makes hers special. It's just a thing of freaking beauty. And yes, Eddie Guerrero may have the more classic one. RVD's got a classic one. Five stars. But Montez Ford may have just had the greatest frog splash of all time. That's crazy to say. But here we are, them beating Angel Garza and Andrade clean. There's only three relevant tag teams in the tag division, and the champs just beat these guys clean in a non-title match. There's no one opposing the Street Profits right now, and it looks like Angel and Andrade are heading back into a feud with Viking Raiders based on what we were talking about at the top of the show with them interfering with Randy Orton. Unless that was just Vince going, ah, just throw them out there. And it was just arbitrary. Yeah. So, okay, the tag division, what now? Who, who we got? AOP's injured. Vink and Thorne ain't nothing. Cedric and Ricochet are off dealing with MVP. Well, what else is there? Where, where we go from here? I don't know. <laughs> Just keep it on the Street Profits. They're, they're killing it. Let them let okay, run around with but, the Viking Raiders. Uh, where's the ninjas? We didn't see Akira Tozawa and the ninjas. Um, that, that's an interesting one. We could potentially do something there. Uh, holy crap, guys. You guys just flood. Uh, you're going to have to read that one from Jay. That's, that's all you. <laughs> uh, Jay with $5. Thank you very much. He Thank says, Arigatou gozaimasu, Kairi Hojo-san. Oh, Kairi Hojo slash Sane-san. Yeah. What up, guys? What's what up, up Jay? Jay? Busting out the Japanese on us. <laughs> Thank you oh, very much, Jay. I appreciate it. Uh, next up, Will James with a $10 super chat says, Montez tried to turn himself into the big-ass fan. Listen, what a, what a fun gimmick it would be if Montez Ford somehow jumped so high that he could grab the fan, ride it around <laughs> for a revolution, uh, shooting star press from the fan down onto, like, there's that's the only way this frog splash could get better. That sounds like a Mr. Perfect skit. <sighs> He's frog splashing perfectly. <laughs> Thank you very much, Will. Also, line drive Thanks, again, brother. Kyle. Uh, says Montez could honestly win a ladder match without a ladder. <laughs> Well, do you remember when he won the, when he, when they got the ladder match in uh, in NXT, the four way ladder match? He came from the ropes onto like nearly the top of the ladder to knock off Forgotten Sons. I yeah. believe, it was, yeah, Forgotten Sons. So he's almost done that, dude. Ooh, um, I'm not mad that the Prophets keeping the titles. I agree, keep them on them, but they have to have some 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 opponents. 
They've just done a huge program with Viking Raiders. Yeah. That was cute, great. Um, we just did something with with Andrade and Angel. Unless they change the dynamics somehow, we've seen it, been there, done that. You want to hear? Next? You, you, well, where's my tinfoil hat? You you guys know I've I've not I'm not I, a huge fan of the brand split. I feel like we're at this point now where we don't really need it anymore, and we're not going to for some time. Uh, we've tried the wild card rule; that was silly. Now, we, then we were going to do a trade once a week. That's just silly, and nobody cares anymore. Now we got Ali showing up. We got people just moving around. I, I think it's time to to unify the tag titles. I think it's time to have oh, no. one set of tag titles for the men as well, and not have separate ones because then you get a tag division that can move across brands, including NXT. And now you have a real tag division. That's the only way. If you continue to keep these splintered into three separate brands, it's never going to go anywhere. There's too much attrition. There's too much turnover. It's never going to go anywhere. I disagree. It's completely cap- You're completely capable of doing it. You just need to have a tag team or two more on each brand that you've made be legitimate. They lost the Forgotten Sons over on SmackDown, so they're shorthanded. AOP's out on Raw, so they're shorthanded. They need to get more talent in there when talent goes out either because they say something stupid on Twitter or because they bust their leg. So here's one for you, Nick. What about Street Profits, open challenge, hey, anybody want to take us out? And out comes Red Dragon. I'd love Kyle it. Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, or Adam Cole. They come out to challenge him. Love we it. have a new tag team in there. That I mean, re, you know, restarting some of their rivalries from NXT. Yep. Kyle O'Reilly has been seen on uh, social media. I forget which one. Uh, taunting a main roster superstar. I forget what the details yeah. of that one were, but I mean, it's, he, it's, it's we hinting. probably won't see Kyle. We probably won't see Kyle just because diabetes, and he's yeah. still worried about going out. Compromised, but, yeah, yeah, he's immunocompromised, so probably not him. But I'm just throwing that out there as, as a possibility. It'll probably end up what it'll probably end up being is Angel and, and and Andrade will probably find some reason to face Profits again, and this time win through Skullduggery, and we'll just restart this feud again, and we'll just have that go to SummerSlam. I wouldn't but, be mad at that. Yeah, it wouldn't be. It's gonna be good matches, but I don't know. It, yeah. it, it they need to shake it up somehow. Yeah. This match should not have gone the way it did if that's the plan. Sure, it didn't. It didn't seem to make sense. Totally it didn't fair. advance anything. Uh, finally, another angle that is advancing quite nicely, I think. Peyton Royce back talking some smack to Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair talking some smack back until Ruby Riot shows up to say, "Hey, Peyton, I know I lost to you a couple weeks ago, but I'm gonna beat you tonight." And she didn't lie. She beat Peyton Royce with the with. The, she got beat up the entire match, and then gave her one riot kick, and that there goes Peyton. She's out, and Ruby Riot picks up a win. So a couple dynamics here for the first Bianca time since Belair. February, by the way. Yeah, Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair looking like a damn superstar. Why aren't they doing more with her? That's one. Two, keep mentioning Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot in the same sentence, as if something's going to go on there. I wonder what they have planned there, if they're going to get back together as a tag team or if Liv's going to go heel. Or um, Ruby keeps getting triggered every time her name comes up. So she's obviously, obviously a story there. hinting at something there. Yeah, They're going somewhere with that. But why is Bianca Belair being used as window dressing for this feud at this point? Are they trying to keep her relevant on, on, this, on TV? What, why have her here in this? And at what point does Liv become involved in this Feud, whatever this is. The the question is Billy Kay. The where's like they they made a big point about where's Bill? Oh, she's off doing business, so we can't really have tag okay, matches, fine. 
right? right. So is it going to be is Peyton going to go back to the NXT ways pre Iconics of where she was competing for the NXT Women's Championship alongside Ruby Riot and Oscar and you know the, and Nikki Cross and they had that sort of top of the women's card over in NXT. I, I could see Peyton doing a singles run. Come talk to me when Billy Kay's out for a couple of weeks. Her not being there for one week doesn't mean a damn thing. Fair, fair. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm curious where they're going with this. It does seem to be a lesser storyline on the brand. But that's, again, Bianca Belair should be a superstar. Agreed. Get somewhere with the Ruby storyline. Yeah. Do something with Liv, finally, because everything that they, they've done so far has been hot, cold booking, stop, start, and they need to actually get this thing going. Yeah. So, right. This week established it. Ruby's back to her winning ways. Now what? Yep. Now what? Go somewhere. Yep. So that was Raw, Nick. Uh, overall, I'd have to say a, a show with some really superlative wrestling, some fantastic matches. The talent is absolutely there. The writing a little bit haphazard, much like our criticism of the horror show at Extreme Rules, where the talent busted their asses and the creative just couldn't keep up. That was kind of how I felt about Raw on the whole, yeah. where you've got all the damn talent in the world and you're just not giving them compelling enough stories to work with on the whole. Yeah. Well, that's what so, happens when you tear the show up every week right before it, before it airs. You, you can't do long-term booking that way. You, you, yeah. it's, just, it's not sustainable. No, so, and, it's, and they run the risk of going back to where Raw was a couple of years ago where it, just, it, felt, it felt haphazard. Yeah, it was unwatchable. And it was a, and it was a mess. Yeah. So yeah. they've got to be careful. This, yeah. this, definitely, this, uh, this made me feel like we were staring over the precipice, Nick. I'm not going to lie. And it was way too much good work done on the show for me to feel that way. I'm like, no, pull it back. I agree. Pull it back. I, I wanted but to really, one. really like this Raw. And it, there were a couple of times where I was just like, eh. Eh. <laughs> but I'll tell you something I wasn't very eh about. What's that? Impact Slammiversary. My music didn't play. Awesome. I'll put it in later. <laughs> Go ahead. Impact Slammiversary. That's right. We had a big pay-per-view this last weekend. Probably the most talked about Impact pay-per-view in years. I think that's that's safe to say because they set it up as teasing everybody who was released from WWE a couple of months ago, 90, 90 days ago to be specific. They teased everybody. Everybody who was released. Mike Bennett, Rusev, Gallows and Anderson, Eric Young, EC3. They teased everybody. And they got about half of them. They, they delivered on about half of them. Um, and they pulled out surprises that we didn't see coming. Just when we're sitting here thinking, okay, I'm watching this show. They'll probably have a couple of good matches. And then they're going to introduce some superstars that got released. Oh, no. They start the show by reforming in, in an open challenge from the Rascals. We assumed it'd be Gallows and Anderson. Oh, it wasn't. It was the freaking Motor City Machine Guns. Chris Saban and Alex Shelley reforming one of the greatest underground tag teams of the last 20 years. And it, boom, they're back. We saw Alex, last time we saw Alex Shelley was reforming time splitters with Kushida right. over at the tag tournament in NXT. I mean, last time we saw him in the mainstream, I should say. But here he's back with the Motor City Machine Guns. Hell yes. Yes, please. Hell yes. And right off the bat, Wins a match versus the Rascals. A just baller match. Great way to start out the show. Like that's how, that's how you start a show with a welcome surprise, something to get everyone excited about, and then just an absolutely insane match. Yeah, yeah. that's how you do it. 
Yeah. That's that how you that, how, That's how you open a show. That's how you open a show. <laughs> From now on, when you open a show, show. you open you it like that. that. You do that. So, uh, yeah, props to them for, for, for doing that. And then changing gears entirely and going to Moose versus Tommy Dreamer for Moose's fake Pakistani TNA World Heavyweight Championship belt. Why does he have a fake Pakistani championship belt, Ian? That's, well, that's where they're made, apparently. Um, And that's where New Japan got their current IWGP heavyweight belt. And, uh, yeah. So Moose, I guess, just had it made. And (laughs) that's what I was referring to the more, uh, the reason why he has a fake belt is because. Well, he's got a belt because Tessa Blanchard. What we talked about on BWO Daily today. Yeah, Tessa Blanchard didn't want to show up, so he just pretended that he was the champ. They made a whole new belt. For the, for the actual Impact champ because Tessa Blanchard held it hostage. But if you want to know more about that, go watch BWO Daily. We'll tell you right. all about it. Right. But Moose versus Tommy Dreamer called old school rules match. And that basically just meant it was no holds barred, kind of a hardcore match. Yep. We saw, we saw uh, trash cans. We saw thumbtacks. We saw Tommy Dreamer almost have his face pushed into thumbtacks oh. at one point. That was the iconic shot from this match was just Tommy going, thumbtacks this far from his face. Oh, God. It was terrifying and it was really fun and again it was a great contrast to the opening match um that being said after moose misses a moonsault hits hits a stack of chairs um and then uh uh gets then dreamer gets low blowed and um boom lights out dreamer goes down on the tax one two three moose retains the title Mm. uh and then we nick Things got really crazy because we had an absolute cluster of a match where we had the number one contenders match for the knockouts championship. It was a gauntlet match. Before you get so into this one, I want to make uh, I want I need to make the announcement that Vanguard One has made another delivery to Mr. Brad Shepard, who nice. bought a combination of a Sir Ian Dangerous put it in my eye holes t shirt, as well as a BWO logo mug. Thank you very much, Jeez. Brad. Thank you. Thanks, Brad. The good Brad Shepard. Yeah, also that's good Brad Shepard. Yep. That's why you're good. Also, Kyle again with the five bucks in the super chat. Man, you're killing us tonight. Thanks, uh, MCMG, a.k.a. the guys that made the Bucks have to piggyback off Bullet Club to get over because they are that <laughs> damn good. Motor City Machine Guns for Shots life. Shots fired. Shots wow. fired. Wow. That's saying that's he's wrong. Uh, uh, yeah. All right, so we had the number one contenders match. All the ladies coming out in this one. It's a gauntlet match. You had uh, it was who all was in the Susie, Taya Valkyrie, uh, Kylie Ray, Jessica Havoc, uh, Nevaeh, Rosemary, Alicia, Madison Rain, Tasha Steeles, Kira Hogan, and Kimber Lee. It was oh my goodness. It was honestly it was a lot of they only had one minute between when women came out in this. I think they could have done with a minute thirty. Yeah, you know what I mean. It felt it a little felt- fast. It felt rushed. It felt yeah. and like there's some of these women have storyline that are already going on, and they didn't have enough time to get their shit in. Yeah, you know what I mean. They didn't yep. have enough time to like tell all the stories here. It just kind of like just flew through. Um, so finally the ring's filling up at the end. Uh, so by the time we get to about the, it's pretty much everybody in the ring, people start getting t- dumped out. Um. And finally, we're down to uh, Kaylee. Uh, sorry, we're down to Kimberly, Valkyrie, and Kylie Ray. At the end, uh, Kimberly gets eliminated, and then um, we're down to uh, Kylie Ray and Valkyrie. 
And uh, Kylie ends up taking out Valkyrie, the super kick. And boom, we have a new number one contender with Kylie Ray, the smiley one, heading for the winner of the upcoming match on this same pay-per-view between um, Gianna Parazza and Jordan Grace. So the winner of that match would be facing Kylie Ray. So we found out about that later in the show. After the next match, Chris Bay and Willie Mack for yeah. the X Division Championship, which was, I want to say it's a little bit more of like a standard wrestling, like a, like a pro wrestling match. Chris Bay, the cheating bad guy, and, and everyone loves them some Willie Mack. Love you know, Willie Mack. Yeah. So, fun match. I, I would say, I would actually argue kind of by the numbers. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean that as a diss. It was, it was what it needed to be. No, but that's what I'm here for. Two big dudes beating the shit out of each other, you know? Yeah, what we right. watch wrestling for, right? That and the drama. Yeah. Uh, Mac ends up going for the six-star frog splash. Bay dodges him and uh, gives him the springboard cutter, what is the art of finesse, yeah. for the one, two, three. Chris Bay is your new X Division champion. Solid match. So, so far, the only criticism I had of the show was that the number one contenders match was a little bit haphazard, kind of chaotic. But I wasn't mad at it, per se. Yeah. So, so far, show's kicking ass. And then we get the tag team match. The North versus uh, Sammy Callahan and Ken Shamrock. Uh, I want to stop right there for a second. If you had told yes. me years ago that Sammy Callahan would be tag teaming. We seem to be doing Ken, this a lot Ken, lately. Ken Shamrock, I would have been like, oh, my God. Somebody <laughs> is literally going to die inside the ring. And, and it's not going to be Ken Shamrock. That guy looks like a, a million bucks. He's what, 55? I, I, I can't tell the difference between 99 Ken Shamrock and now Ken Shamrock. He he's, looks like a tank. Dude, he's built out of fossilized wood. <laughs> it's insane. He's just chiseled. And he's in there. I mean, it doesn't help that he's next to Sammy Callahan, who's never had a good body in, like, the best of days. Right. But like, he's, he's wearing a Roman Reigns tack vest for real. He's like Kevin Owens, but, like, evil. <laughs> Super evil Kevin Owens is Sammy Callahan. And does fewer sit-ups. Yeah, right. no, it's wild. It's but so here's Ken Shamrock in with all these guys, throwing dudes around, doing doing top rope maneuvers. Also, Ken. Ken. Um, bit of bit of miscommunication between Callahan and Shamrock. Shamrock ends up eating the pin, though, as honestly, as kind of he should. They did have to kill him to put him down. Yeah. But, all right, of all the guys in this match, protect, you know, protect everyone else, protect the young guys. Ken Shamrock can eat a pin. He's still Ken Shamrock. It's fine. This was a great match as well. And the North do retain the tag team championships, as they should in this kind of matchup. Another entertaining match. Yep. Boom. And then we got to Nick. I, I don't know about you. I got to say, the women's championship match, Jordan Grace, Deanna Parazzo, match of the night. Yeah. Fight me. Uh, Fight me. What else was better? These I two mean, ladies balled out. This was awesome. This match, was Gianna match wise, Yeah, it was match. It was yeah. great. A fantastic match. And I mean, great, great to see the virtuosa finally getting her due. Uh, just uh, I marked the hell out. At, the at only mark. match that comes close is the opening tag match. Yeah, this was this was magnificent. This was two women at the top of their game, working, and you could tell Diana was just like, "Let me show you." What you've been missing. Yep. Look at all the ways I can put this poor woman into an arm bar or submission maneuver. Let me show you what I can do. And Impact, by the way, obviously thinks they've got a huge acquisition here 
because they actually had her tap out Jordan Grace. Spoiler alert, they do. She's amazing. Wow. She was, when she came to NXT, I went, really? Oh, my yeah. God, she's going to be huge. But they didn't use her. Didn't use her. Didn't A couple of times her. we've seen her in NXT in two years. Awful. Yeah. What a waste. Congratulations, Deanna. I mean, if, if you talk about a way to look like, what's what do they say? Um, success is the best revenge. Yep. You know, and yes, it's on Impact. It's not on. It's not. She's not an AEW. She's not in New Japan. Impact is one of the smaller companies, but they're running shows. A lot of people were talking about this show on social media afterwards. A lot of people were have eyes on Impact now. We're running our show today up against Impact, and I know there's people that aren't watching us right now because they're watching Impact because Impact got them back invested again. So. You know what's a great revenge? Deanna Parazzo holding up that belt, staring into the camera and being like, Mr. Shot, WWE, Mr. Yep. Shot. Could have you enjoyed that run with Shayna and her clutch. Yeah. And it's and it's honestly with Jordan, I'm not even gonna I'm not deigning to <laughs> even talk to you about that. How I'm, dare you? I tried to get you. You I'm, I bite. refuse. I'm pulling the worm out of my mouth, throwing the hook away. Uh, uh Jordan Grace, I, I'm a big Jordan Grace fan as well. Yeah. Um I did have a little twinge when they took the title off of her. <clears throat> but I will admit that did feel off considering we had the uh, the contenders, the the gauntlet match earlier. Um, I, I didn't think we would change titles. It was a great look for Deanna, but I didn't think we were going to change titles. This was a huge shock to me, but I'm not unhappy about it. I think it's fine yeah. for Jordan. Deanna needed this after she's been buried for the past couple of years. Um, but this is going to do great things for the uh, the women's division, the knockouts division, and all of that in the uh, in an impact. So I think it's fine, totally fine. Yeah, I, I, again, I, again, I was only for a second I felt that twinge. Yeah, but then we got to our main event, the newly vacated Impact World Championship ver for, uh, in a match with Eddie Edwards, Ace Austin, Eric Young, and Rich Swan. Wait, wait, what? Eric Young and Rich Swan, where did they come from? And Trey. Wait, hold on a second. There's only supposed to be one extra guy in this match, one surprising debut. We all thought it was EC3, but no. Instead, it was first Rich Swan came out fourth, and everyone went, oh, cool. All right, I mean, yay, Rich Swan. We thought it was going to be, okay, fine. And then all of a sudden they go, no, there's a fifth guy, and it's Eric Young. TNA Eric Young is back. That's exciting. And this was an exciting match. However, Eric Young did not win the match, although he did look pretty good. Yeah. He's definitely back in contention. Eddie Edwards ended up winning the match, pinning Ace Austin at the very end for the championship. Uh, so, yay, congratulations, to Eddie Edwards. I think he's deserving of all these guys. That makes the most sense. You don't have EC3 come out here and just automatically win the title. Give Eddie Edwards his chance. If EC3 is going to be a heel, uh, Eddie Edwards is a great opponent for him so that all that all adds up that all makes sense but that wasn't all Nick because after the match Ace Austin decides to beat up Eddie Edwards and who comes to save Eddie Edwards but the good brothers Gallows and Anderson are officially on impact they all toast with Eddie at the end of the show but before we go to black EC3 shows up on the monitor to cut a promo so he's definitely an impact as well even though he wasn't on this show so new guys on this show motor city machine guns have reformed uh ec3 showed up gallows and anderson showed up uh you had eric young come back rich swan is back from injury and of course there was a segment in the middle of the show nick where heath i was gonna say his last name but it's just heath now apparently 
He's a free agent. It said so on his shirt. He came out to say he was a free agent. He's not officially an impact. He's just a free agent. He did beat up Rohit Raju before meeting up with Rhino backstage, and Rhino essentially said, just come sneak into the shows, dude. It's okay. I'll, I'll sneak you in. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. So Heath is also an impact. That's about half of everyone that they teased. Um, I have to say, I was not expecting impact to sneak up on me like this. Uh, I, I did not watch it live Saturday night. I did end up going back and watching it. Yeah. Um, because I heard such great things about it. All of you, uh, were raving about it and I was like, well, okay, I, I guess I better really check this thing out then. Holy smokes. Apparently impact's, right. Imp, impacts onto something here. Guys. Right now, Eddie Edwards on TV with, they're telling me that right now on impact, Eric Young is on TV with Eddie right now. So they're already working on it. Look at so that. So I, I, I forgive me for sleeping on impact recently. Um, but after the test of Sammy stuff, I've kind of, I kind of fell off. I think a lot of people did. A lot of people did. And also and that's when everything hits. So this is exciting <laughs> guys. If we get a legit third, like heavy duty brand uh, of talent, it's, it's all going to work all in our favor because all the competition ramps up between all three of them. I think it is, it's too early to tell right now, at least impact is running shows. I mean, again, we just, people haven't been talking about ring of honor because they're not running any shows and they still are figuring out what's going on with, uh, with everything that's, that's happening uh, with Marty Skrull. Uh, I know uh, Brody King split from Villain Enterprises today. Um, so who knows what's happening in Ring of Honor. Mm. But they were definitely on the downswing at the end of last year. It looked like yeah. they might be coming back up, but never quite happened. We had hopes for Marty taking over things and booking over there. So. We'll see. He might still. Yeah. But the bottom line is, is right now in America, you've got AEW, you have all the WWE shows, and you got Impact. And that's pretty much it. Um and Impact is, they just, they landed the plane. They dunked the ball. Yeah. This show was awesome. And it was made even more so in contrast to the show that WWE put out on Sunday, which had much better production value, but much worse booking. And so, Kyle, and, Kyle just said something really substantial in the chat, and I want to call it out. He said AEW may need to take their eyes off WWE and worry about Impact. I don't not maybe, yet, but this maybe. is a this is a first salvo fired slam anniversary. I mean, in terms, home in run. terms of audience, maybe because you might have the the hardcore crowd looking for other things besides WWE being split in that sense. So you you might not be wrong there, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, but the bottom line is is that I think there's room enough, given that Impact doesn't like it's not as it's it's not a um, as consistently there a show as aew aew is two hours every week boom boom got to watch it every time impact's not quite there yet could they get there yep yep they're they're building a hell of a talent pool very saw that on this show you absolutely saw this on the show so i'm not going to say that they're going to be threats to anybody yet they're not pulling in they're not pulling in i don't even think five figures of viewers but stuff like this they're on the right track getting their name out there uh lots of people talking about it and it was a damn good show so if you haven't watched it yet, uh, you got forty bucks to spare. I definitely recommend it. Um, I thought it, I I didn't feel like I had wasted my money. Nope. Which is really I the was, only that's the only metric you ask for, right? Yeah. I was entertained. Yep. It was and a goodbye for sure. And I was supporting good wrestling. Yeah. So that was Impact Slammiversary. Good stuff. Also, I'll throw out there twitch.tv slash impact wrestling is there. They live stream a lot of their content. Yeah, they do. Old stuff and current Free. stuff. 
Uh, so I think they're reaching a new audience, just like AEW is doing a lot of, you know, AEW Dark, being the elite, all those things yep. they're doing on YouTube. They're also reaching out to that sort of younger generation as well. Uh, you know, we talk about NXT getting the older demo all the time. You don't Crazy. see them doing much actual stuff uh, NXT, show-wise. NXT owns the 50-year-olds, 50 and over. <laughs> they own that demographic. But apparently oh, Matt, uh, Matt Jackson's gonna gonna he has a way like he's gonna do a gardening show and get that that the over fifty back to AEW. So oh yeah, it's, oh yeah, he's got it. he's got he's got in the back. Th- then I'm totally that's that souls me then because I'm, I'm totally I'm totally gonna go watch AEW now. <laughs> uh, what are you over fifty all of a sudden? Well, Nick, that's not all. That's a that's a, a lot that we've gotten through on our show today. Lots of good stuff, but that's not all, Nick, because we still have to do a segment we like to call our moment of positivity. That's right, the moment of positivity, the moment where we stop and look back at everything that we've watched in the last few days, which I guess right now is going to be what Slammiversary, BTE, Extreme Rules, all that, and say, what was the thing we liked the most? What made us happy? What was the thing that we can take away and say, you know what, no matter all the negativity in the world, all of the stuff that's going on, that's a nice little glowing nugget of happy I can put in my tummy and just it'll keep me warm at night. What was your moment of positivity for the last few days, Nick? Uh, it's hard not to say. I, I actually loved Asuka coming out and calling Sasha. Asuka was not ready for thief. Yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I'm thinking of happiness and laugh out loud moments, I love that she, in a self-deprecating way, used her own gimmick or, or catchphrase against herself. Twisted it, yeah. Um, I I, I, I got to give it to Impact though, man. I, w- I didn't see Impact. I didn't see Slammiversary coming. I slept on it hard until everybody mm-hmm. started going nuts and losing, losing their, their minds. minds. Yeah. Um. And I unfortunately I had already made plans after our show on Saturday night, so I was like, oh god. <laughs> so I ended up watching it late Sunday night after we got done doing our recap of of uh, Extreme Rules, and I'm very pleasantly surprised. It's something that I haven't kept up with, like I was just saying a few minutes ago, it, but it has my absolute attention now uh with yep. all of the superstars that and, and the irony of this is is that it's all the ones we we always complain about like why are they never getting opportunities what, do you see sanity and how good eric young is a ec3 why is he never diana perazzo is one of the best women wrestlers in the world why is she never <laughs> they got them all yeah so anderson they might like, end up uh, there eventually. Holy smoke. Okay. Impact, you have my attention. Mm-hmm. That's my moment of positivity. That's and that's a great one. I and I if you hadn't picked it, I would have picked it. But I had another great one I had to the backup. Uh, and that was Kyrie Sane winning that match on Raw. If that is truly her last match, that was an absolutely heartwarming way to go out. She finally, we finally got that she is one of the best damn baby faces they've had in NXT ever. She's like a Sami Zayn level a baby face. And they never really tapped into that on the main roster. They never really figured out at like like Bailey before her, like Sami Zayn before that. Uh, they never quite figured out how to have babyface Kyrie Sane on the main roster. They just did it on her way out the damn door. But they still they got it. We got babyface Kyrie Sane working against a, an opponent that could rise to her level, um, and and they could complement each other. Kyrie looked awesome. It was a great, it was a well-worked match. It was a well-booked match. It was a well-thought-out match. I loved the finish. Even though, yes, it was a roll-up. But it was a great roll-up. It's how you should use a roll-up. Yeah. 
to shock, like to, to shake up how we normally see these things booked. It was fantastic. And then to have her be congratulated by everybody afterwards was fantastic as well. So that was my moment of positivity is that wonderful moment with Kyrie Sane being Kyrie Sane on Monday Night Raw. Fantastic one. Absolutely fantastic. Well, guys, that's our show. Hope you guys enjoyed that very much. If you haven't mm. heard our recap for uh, the horror show at Extreme Rules, that is up now, uh, both in podcast form and right here on YouTube, so you can see what we uh, thought about If you want to see us freak out about Rey Mysterio's eyeball, go check out that uh, show. And Seth puking. <laughs> and the Swamp Match. We deconstructed I'm, the Swamp I'm Match pretty to, hard, too. I'm mm, trying to hold oh, it together. Woosah. Positivity. Stay on the positivity. Think Sean about Clark, baseball. Baseball's coming back. We're really yeah. happy about baseball coming back. Not Seth puking. Okay, oh, we're not. ready to go. All right. Thanks All very right. much, guys, for tuning in tonight. We're having a good time. Uh, we hope you are as well. Shout out to everybody in the live chat. All the people that bought merch and sent us super chats. Thank you guys so much for your support of the show. It means the absolute world to us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, come over and join us in our Discord. That is the place to be. We have live chats for all of these shows all throughout the week, and we're going to be doing more. I got some big plans, and I'm learning lots. The more I get into Discord administration, the more I unlock all of those special features and things like that. So meeting with our mods this week, and we're going to be doing a lot more fun activities in Discord. Don't want you to miss out on those. Sorry, Facebook doesn't allow us to do those kinds of things over there. We're going to be doing them in Discord. So come join us. Make sure you get into that. You can find links to it down in the description below. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. Get into the Facebook group with the rest of the phenomenal ones for memes and fun news stories, all kinds of good discussions, uh, positive, nice place over there on yeah, Facebook. good stuff. Um, make sure you subscribe here to the YouTube channel. And make sure you head over to twitch.tv slash open and click the little purple heart to follow our channel because on August 1st, Saturday, mm. August 1st, a week from this coming Saturday, we will be officially starting on Twitch. No more live streams on YouTube. We'll still be putting up content uh, like BWO Daily and other yes. videos and things like that. But our live streams are going to be moving over to Twitch. And stay on the lookout for more information from me walking you guys through what is Twitch. How do you use yep. it? How do you participate as a viewer? All kinds of good stuff coming your way this tech, week. Tech daddy going to learn you. Yep. Tech Daddy pod, gonna learn pod, the good. girls call me Pod Dad uh, over on the other show that, uh, I, that uh, I produce. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh God! The girls call you. Okay. Well, uh, with I'll that, pull, my night is ruined. I'll pull out my Pod Father picture back here if you want to. Don't. No. Uh, sorry. Please don't I'm, do that. Don't ever do that again. No, 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 no. Fredo, you just stop one. it. All right. Look uh, how they massacred my boy. <laughs> We're getting out of here, guys. Thank you very much. Make sure to follow all of our stuff. You can find all the links down in the description below or pinned across our social media profiles. But my name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But my God, would somebody stop the damn man? This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.